If you look down that list, it's Titleist is going, Callaway is going. I think you guys saw Cobra, Cobra Puma and Ping and Frixon. I saw the one name I did not see is TaylorMade, which conveys the message that it is the one large golf company that does not like pissing money away. Tony, how you living? This is no putts given. Tony Covey, Chris Nickel, Golf Spy T. Golf Spice C, there's the particulars and the information. Tony, what's a festool? Boy, it's all in the pronunciation, isn't it? I, it sounds <laughs> like something I'd see my doctor uh, for. I've got a serious festool situation I, going on. Do you? Yeah, I do. Bought a track Wait. saw. That's, uh, and then he used the track saw. What does a track saw do? I'm not familiar with it's, you and your uh, handyman skills. It's a super simple way of making dead straight cuts in just about anything. Okay. Like sort of do what a circular saw can do, can do a good bit, not everything. Somebody's going to complain and tell me I'm an idiot. can do a good bit of what you can do with a table saw. Okay. It's fun. It's fun. All right. I make things now. I've, I've taken and, the woodworking from the theoretical to the, the practicing. I I applaud your efforts because um, not uh, not my skill set right there. Oh my, well, sure. that's, that's why you learn. <laughs> like golf, well, is, golf is not my skill set, so I decided to take up something else. <laughs> so, I mean, which is interesting, right? Because we're, we're getting into that type of, uh, time of season. You're in upstate New York. I'm in... Colorado and yeah, I know it's only it's it's November here, so it's only like sixty eight today. Is it really? It is. Yeah, it's oh been. It was seventy over the weekend. It's insane. What? Yeah. Nonsense. We don't we don't have a closing date. We just got an email from the owner. He's like, yeah, it looks like it might get cold. We'll see. They're still mowing the greens. Seriously. Seriously. Huh. A lot of people played yesterday. Got me thinking a little bit about you know, yeah it. It, we're kind of getting toward that time it's where maybe you over. do put the golf clubs away. You do pick up the table saw or the <laughs> yeah, just pick it know, up, and... <laughs> just pick it up, pick up. Maybe you're into quilting. Maybe you have other, you know, winter hobbies. But before you put your my clubs knitting spot away, coming in February. Yeah, I mean, before maybe. you do that, I wanted to talk through like what are some tips, tricks, things that all golfers can kind of benefit from to, you know, kind of winterize, if you will, things that everybody should probably do as we head into this part of the season. And, and it doesn't necessarily exclude people, you know, kind of south of the Mason-Dixon line, I guess. It's a different situation if you are in a place where you can play year-round. Uh, but for most of us, or a lot of us, there is an off-season you know, we, we can't post to our USGA indexes after, I think we're November 14th here or 15th. Um, I don't know I when you I'm guys typically are. Typically around November 1st. I don't know. I don't and then know. it opens up again, you know, somewhere between March 1 and April 1. But point being, if there is an off season, we're getting toward it. There are things that we should probably do or might want to look at with our golf gear. And then we're also going to talk about what are we most excited for or maybe most looking forward to in 2023 from an equipment standpoint we have a couple trips coming up uh one you're going to be excited about one i know you're not going to be excited about that we can uh 
we can kind of chat through. But let's start with winterizing our golf gear. I got like a top five here, but I want to see what's your number one, Tony? What's so the first the, thing you're going to do? The only must do, the only absolute must do and, you know, absolute, we're going to use that loosely here, but I think you got to clean them if you don't do that already. And there's probably no harm. Maybe your, your wedges will rust a little bit if you don't, you know, clean them up before you put them away. But for me, it's like, I'll put them away usually about this time, if not sooner, and then start getting into February, March. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to go take a lesson, start getting ready for the season. Yep. And I'll pull into the beautiful indoor studio and take my, usually like a wedge out of the bag. And it's, it's absolutely coated with, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm it's embarrassing. Ass. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Then, uh, you know, my coach is looking at me like, Clean them. That was number four on my list, Tony. Clean them. Gotta clean them. A lot of this stuff is obvious and simple. Maybe a couple things aren't as obvious and simple, but clean your clubs. Clean. I I think that's. I think that's one. That that to me is like the only gotta do at the end of the season, rather than at some point before the next season starts. Where do you store your clubs in the off season? So like now I get it. It was 68 and sunny, whatever. I, I know upstate New York, it's going to get cold and nasty and, you know, for a prolonged period. Where do you store your clubs? Basement. Basement. Do yeah. not store them in your cars, people. Or in I thought you were going to say, do not store them in your basement. <laughs> do not store them in your basement. <laughs> Wrong. Store tone. them in the same bedroom in which you sleep. <laughs> That's right. So you can keep a good yeah. eye on them. Put your yeah. wife in the guest room for the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever considered that, Tony? Uh, uh, there were when when uh, you know when she had COVID, she slept in the other room. It was it was kind of nice <laughs> for her. Yeah, for her. <laughs> yeah, she did no not doubt. have to tolerate my and I quote here stupid snoring face. So, I'm sure you have one of those, yeah. but I. So don't storm in, in a. I mean, why why is cold bad in general? Is it, don't don't put them in a cold garage. Don't leave them in the trunk of your car. What what is cold potentially I mean, do? It's, to it's all equipment? temperature extremes, right? You're just kind of that expanding and shrinking depending on the the conditions, and you know you risk kind of messing up your epoxy a little bit, making it brittle, subject to cracking, things like that. So mm-hmm. it's generally not good for golf grips. Not that it. Grips, you know, we'll degrade yeah. them really, really fast or something like that. But these, they they do break down, right? These these things are made of of materials that aren't meant to last forever. And if you want them to last a little bit longer, we had a whole study we did, right, on cold versus hot golf balls. And not that you're going to take a golf ball right from the trunk of your car and go play it. But a lot of people will that first take time. Take it right out of I the mean, freezer to the golf course. That would be. You know, and it's going to go nowhere. Um, yeah, you do something. That would be funded. You know, hey. Get this. Try this new ball in the first tee mm-hmm. that I took out of my freezer an hour ago, half an hour ago, stored in a cooler on the way here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we could trick people. Um, what's the nastiest thing you've ever found in a golf bag at the end of the year? Because I think one thing you absolutely should do is you forget the things you leave in a golf bag. You know, you have an extra jacket. You throw in a ham sandwich. You know, maybe something left over from the hibachi, and I've, I've definitely found some bananas that didn't age well. But I think kind of the the grossest thing, and this wasn't even an end of the season type of thing. Uh huh. 
So I want to say it was probably came from, boy, there's so many stories that, that start with, I went to the tour edge event several years. (laughs) So yeah. Um, well, I think I would assume these got picked up at the tour edge event. They could have come from anywhere at the PGA show, but they were like biodegradable golf tees. Oh, good idea. Supposed to be, Mm you know, environmentally sustainable. And I, I had them in my office forever. I'm like, why am I just, you know, why are they just sitting here? Why don't I take them out on the golf course? And they break after one hit. So, like, whatever. Why don't I just take them out and let them sustain the environment rather than take up space let in my do office? Do their thing, yeah. And so it was like a small box of maybe 20 tees and put them in my golf bag and whatever. But it turns out that and it, they they sort of melt when they get wet. <laughs> Like they kind they, of like they biodegrade that is ex- <laughs> rapidly. So this is how they sustain this. Like they just sort of disintegrate more or less. And I, I had them in my golf bag and we just got hit like a couple, two, three rounds straight where we just absolutely just got hammered with rain. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing this thing where I'm like, all right, well, this, everything's soaking wet. I got to take everything out of this bag, dry it out, whatever. And I reach right. into the pocket where the T's are. And it's just like this ball of, ooze and it's stuck to everything and then it's like stuck to my hand and like what is this oh yeah so i had to like peel it off there's still remnants like stuck to the inside of my golf bag that aren't going to come out so yeah that was that was nasty that was really really nasty so people clean out your golf bag i guarantee you you're going to find something in there that either you thought was missing and forgot you kept looking for it ham sandwich yep ham sandwich you're going to be pleasantly surprised like, oh, that's where ham that sandwich. ham sandwich was, or $20 bill, or it's going to be so god-awful nasty ham sandwich that you're like, oh, that's disgusting. In fact, I'm going to give away a Japanese head cover. Do you have a ham sandwich head cover from Japan? I'm, I'm going to would... find one. I got something. I'm sure I got something. Here's one. Um, What's it say? I, didn't even I don't know. Like, this I is no blue. Idea. It had some black writing on it. But... I'm going to give away a head cover to uh, the best story. Post your story. Something you found. Quick, quick in, comment with something nasty. Like something it. nasty you found in your golf bag when you're cleaning it out. Because I want to, I want to hear this. I want, to, I want to see what we got. When. This is this one I'm torn on, Tony. Should I, right now at the end of the year, should I replace my grips now? Or should I wait till spring? If I'm going to put them away. Do I do that now or do I wait until February, March? Because here's why I'm torn. You do it now. You're already in that mode. You're thinking, boom, it's done. It's ready to go for the spring. I like that part of it. I really do. Because then it's done, right? You show up in the spring. You kind of probably forgot you did. You're like, oh, my grips are new. That's awesome. The downside is then they just sit there and maybe, you know, like, is that bad? And then. But if I wait till the spring, then I'm probably going to procrastinate longer from there. And I may not do it then because like, oh, man, I want to go play in this. And I'm not going to, you know, regrip now or in the spring, Tony. This is one. So this is, like I said, one of the ones that could go either way. Do any time from now until the spring. Yep. Uh, the argument for now is it's done and you don't risk not having it done. Yeah. Um, especially true. Like if you have... For example, for example, the stock PXG black 
uber slick, terrible, worst grips ever made on, on your clubs, then you maybe you want to get rid of those ASAP. Never a bad time to regrip those. So yeah, that's that's the argument for doing it now. Mm-hmm. I I guess the argument for waiting is like, hey, maybe you know, maybe I'm going to get deep into winter and be like, you know what, I don't even want these clubs anymore. I'm going to get something new. Sure. I don't need these. I, you know, you just put in, I mean, grips what, ten, twelve bucks each for for what we play anyway. Like, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to. Put that in a club that somebody else is going to play next year. You're not re-gripping for strangers. It's not a charity. It's not a, not a charitable event. And that kind of leads to a different question, too, which is like, same kind of thing. If I'm looking at replacing a club, I, I would bet everybody has in their bag probably at least one club. 14. Or 14 clubs that they should switch out. They're probably like, if you go to your bag right now and you're looking there, there's probably at least one club in there that from a performance standpoint needs to be replaced. And some people might want to do that now. Again, some people might want to wait to the spring, but what do you think about that? Is there a club in your bag that you would say needs to be replaced right now today? <laughs> today, who knows? No, I mean, 13. Of yeah, them. All, like I said, all of my stuff is, is relatively new. The one that, that I'm always going to go to though is the wedge. So you know, if you sat down at the end of last season and said, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to replace my wedges. I think I, I got at least another season out of it. If, mm-hmm. if you didn't replace your wedges at the end of last season, you should definitely replace them now. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's really the one club where, you know, we talk about with a new driver when they come out. Hey, the, the Callaway released a new driver this mm-hmm. week does not make your old driver perform poorly you know it doesn't change the performance attributes this new thing coming out right. well, the thing with your wet like your driver is the same as when you bought your wedge is not those groups where yeah. you are it's i mean it's it's slowly degrading over time and so that's a case where yeah like if if you're if you're two years deep in wedges you know titleist magic number is 75 and right. again, that that's sort of like where you've reached the point where you've you've lost enough spin that it really matters, but you're losing spin every time you go out. So, right. if you uh, if if you didn't replace your wedges last year, yeah, I would say you probably that's where I would look. Yeah, wedges um, are on a shot clock, right? Sure. And and so yeah, if you didn't, if 2022 this year you didn't have new wedges in the bag, then 2023 probably should. If you did this year then maybe assess that, okay, how much did you actually play? Maybe for me, I'm more apt to replace 56 and 60 sure. more frequently That's than... Tour my... player move right there. Oh, whew. That's about the only thing. But, yeah, gap wedge, you know... Definitely yeah, replace the ham go. sandwich. Definitely replace the ham sandwich. Probably should. Are other clubs on a shot clock, though? I mean, like putter... Okay, no. I mean, you can use butter from you know the decades, whatever. Like you you're throw not it so many times, it's it's gonna break. Eventually. Yeah, it's gonna if it doesn't float. You know, um, that's about the only time you're gonna see a performance situation there. Maybe need a new grip or something like that. But like irons, metalwoods, are they on a shot clock at all? Metalwoods, not so much. I mean, I've seen some clubs things. get flat. Like when you look at a when you look at a you know when you look at the side view. Right, if we were to do kind of a side view of a driver, you have bulge and roll, right? It's not perfectly straight, but I've actually seen some that look like they've lost that curvature that over that time. That happens. I mean, it's not 
doesn't happen as much as it used to. And that's why, for example, we're see Mizuno talks about its beta titanium titleist with its ATI. It's all these these newer titanium alloys that are more resilient. That's that's a good mm-hmm. bit of what that's about is so that they don't deform over time. If you got an old driver and you've been pounding on it for eight, 10 years, I would say you probably do anyway. But yeah, there's there's a chance that you have flattened some things out a little bit. Might make a better hammer than a driver at this point. Yeah. The hammer but if you're getting the performance out of it that you want, if you got a driver in the last three to five years, from a performance standpoint, from a, a metal you know degradation standpoint, nothing there to worry about. No urgency. No urgency. Okay. Wedges. Well, no irons. Wedges, for sure. Metal woods, likely not, right? But irons are kind of this weird one to me that are, that are kind of in the middle because like a wedge, it has grooves, right? You have contact, similar type of, you know, situations there. But to me, it feels like uh, like you're not going to wear out a set of irons anytime real soon unless you are hitting hundreds and thousands of balls every year well what i try and do too to prolong the life of my irons is really spread out impact across the face so (laughs) that i'm not including the non-grooved areas yeah you want to get spread that out as much (laughs) as possible you don't want to wear any single point of the face that's you know that's just limiting the the lifespan of your product and ultimately going to cost you more money so so why would you want to repeatedly hit hit the face the center paid for the whole club and that's 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 why i personally don't play blades is that i'm afraid that if i did i would eventually just hit that sweet spot over and over and over again and just not i want to do that i mean there is a case to be made that and it depends not all irons are made the same way You, you have stamp grooves and you have these cnc milled grooves particularly in in scoring irons when you get into set match pitching wedges and things like that there is a case that that those are going to wear like any other wedge will. Mm-hmm. And so you may you may want to replace your pitching wedge, even if it's just going to the manufacturer and ordering a new one, assuming you can still get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, you know, the, the grooves on your long irons, you're not going to wear those out. Your mid irons, probably not. Scoring irons, again, as you said, enough time. You're, you are going to wear get wear patterns in the face. But, I mean, I've only seen one or two average golfers, recreational golfers, where I've seen – prolonged wear in one spot and it's it's you know either guys who have 15 year old irons or who right who go to the range and beat 100 balls every day kind of thing so yeah if that's How not we, you no and for most of us it, it isn't i would say irons definitely not i mean it, it it's hard to wear that out i think you know if you're a techie kind of person a great thing to do with any of your clubs and actually i was working with a guy this weekend who's one of the top 10 uh, NCAA Division One golfers in the country right now. He's, I think he's up to fifth. Maybe now he's eighth, something like that. But we were kind of talking through this. We were looking through his bag, checking loft and lie just to kind of get where he was because he had some kind of funky gaps in his bag. And um, he's playing a set of irons that were, cow four or five years old. Um, driver, two years old. Hybrid, the uh, Sim Max, loves it. But the point was, as he's like, should I replace this? Should I not? And I was like, well, you know, let's talk about the performance part of it. Is it doing what you want it to? He's like, yeah, it's doing exactly what I want. Oh, he had a Ping G425 3-wood. And I said, okay, with your irons, 
where are you seeing some gaps? And basically the whole point of the story was he didn't really know what the spin launch and like, you know, performance properties of each club other than what he saw on the course. Right. Where it's like, Hey, my six iron, my five iron, there's not enough separation, whatever the case is. So anyway, he's going to go on to track man and get numbers, do an average for each particular club using some of Scott Fawcett's decade kind of stuff where you establish a baseline average for each club. And then we'll be able to see over a month, two months, three months, like, okay, is there spin degradation? Is there something weird going on? Now, again, if you're way into the tech stuff, you got a launch monitor, you have those things, it might be worth doing something like that. Otherwise, your irons are probably fine. Irons are probably fine. Irons are probably fine. Yeah. Unless you need new irons. Unless you need... Or want, new iron, or want new irons, which want new irons. you want new irons, go ahead. I okay. Do you I I my answer to this is yes. I'm gonna be interested to see if you're a yes or a no. Do you on your adjustable clubs unscrew the heads and the shafts like you do when you travel? In the winter? Do you do that for the off season? I don't think so. I mean they come off because I do I mean we do a bit of traveling from now until really the end of January. So we'll be in and out of airports a good bit of the off season. So they do come on and off, but for storage, no. Yeah. Just kind of throw everything in the bag and leave it. Leave it there in the house, in the move it, move it to a different bag for travel. Yeah. The one in the one in your bedroom. Yeah. The one that's there. The one's where my wife used to be. Yeah. (laughs) It's too bad. I feel bad for her. Uh, all right, let's switch gears here, a little Tony. Speaking of travel, we are, like I said, we're uh, we're going to be headed out as a staff here to Carlsbad in in not very long, uh, kind of first week December. Carlsbad and also Pahonics. and Phoenix. We're going to sit down with Ping and see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff there. And then uh, rumor has it might be a little uh, Callaway event early in January. I heard uh, something about that. Heard something the about Top Golf that. Callaway Golf Company. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. And Tony, your favorite event of the year, none other nope. than the world's nope. most famous nope. virus factory in the place where dreams go to die. The PGA Show. If Herbie's in Orlando. The convention, we're back. We're going. Yeah. The industry, Tony. Don't what do they say about the industry? The industry is is there, and I now so I mean, if you look down that list, it's Titleist is going, Callaway is going. I think you guys saw Cobra, Cobra Puma and yep. Ping and Srixon. I saw the one name I did not see is TaylorMade, which conveys the message that it is the one large golf company that does not like pissing money away. All the other ones are good. Seem with it. to yeah have a discretionary budget of, you know, they could <laughs> as well just take a wheelbarrow full of cash into the bathroom. I mean, in, systematically well, flush it and well be, into the seven figures. We're talking millions. Mil- oh, oh my god, yes, millions to yeah to take a staff down there, like transport them, put them up in hotels, pay for the booth, the floor space, etc. It's mm-hmm. Such a waste. 
You don't have to tell and anybody. They, I mean, and they all know it. They all yeah. know it. That's so why do it like, then? So why this is a little off topic because it's not. I want to talk about things we're excited for in 2023, but why do it then? If everybody and their mom knows that it is, as you suggest, basically taking a seven-figure pile of cash and lighting it on fire, why do it? It feels like a tremendous waste. Well, some companies still have contracts that they signed with PGA show, like we will come for X number of years, sign it. We are now obligated. I think, you know, certainly with with COVID the last couple of years and, and some companies not going back last year, I think kind of cemented what they already knew is we don't need to be here. But mm-hmm. there is still that the line is always we're we're gonna support the PGA of America. We're we're going right. to Support, we're here to support the PGA of America. Well, you know, I'm, it's a lot not, of money. I'm here to not waste money. I'm not here to throw money away. <laughs> so kudos to TaylorMade, really. Just yeah. like, you know what? Not but hey, I'm, I'm sure the, the racket and paddle showcase will be bigger than ever. So I hope that. so. I hope so. I'm, I'm counting on uh, I'm counting on that. But from an equipment standpoint, Tony, like I said, we're, you know, We've seen some of the new stuff that, that's coming out from some of the companies. Some of it we've seen behind the scenes. Some of it we're going to see firsthand in our hands. Give me a couple things that you are like on the seat of your – or on the edge of your seat excited for in 2023 from an equipment standpoint. Most excited? Probably, and again, we've seen it. So if, if we draw that line between – what we've seen and know is coming, and then, you know, what we haven't seen yet, but kind of like, hmm. So mm-hmm. what I've seen is it's it's going to be the pink stuff, you know, the LST model in particular, and and maybe because I have to be careful about how we we talk about this, but but Ping is talking about products in a way that I haven't heard Ping talk about products before, at least to this degree. So a little different focus than we've seen from Ping, I think. I would right. agree. Yeah, I think so. the emphasis, the design engineering emphasis, as you look at their objectives and what they're trying to accomplish with different releases, it feels like there are different talking points around this one. And, and maybe, you know, not a reorganizing of, of how they do things at all, because I think that's one of the... I mean, it's not dramatically about. different than what anybody else is doing by any stretch, but it's it's... Different for ping. And so, you know, uh-huh. what, what's going to be interesting is this, hey, is this fundamentally different than than what they've done before? And is this going to show through in the performance in a way that is, is really eye-opening? Eye or is this sort of, and you, you never know with anybody, which it really is. Or is this also, well, like, you know, we, we just kind of have to play the same game everybody else is playing. So yeah. I don't know, uh-huh. but it's intriguing. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we kind of go through those big names, like I said, from the Metalwood stance, obviously we know what Titleist is because TSR is already out there. Ping, like you said, G430, we've seen it overseas. We'll see it in hand, be able to discuss more of the, the, the specifics around it and not super, super long, hopefully. Um, with Callaway and TaylorMade, here's what I'm interested in, is with TaylorMade, Stealth was, I think, and, and we talked about this, the best story for sure 
at the beginning of last year. Um, that translated to sales early, but what you saw throughout the year was Callaway was kind of like the slow and steady kind of wins the race. Like they eventually just kept chipping away, but the the knock on the story part of Callaway early on was it just doesn't feel new, right? Same name. There wasn't a new franchise. It no, wasn't. I call it, it's it's Callaway's TSA problem. This shit again. Like, and that's, <laughs> that's sort of like how it's been. I felt. You know, hey, the the original Epic was great, and Rogue was a, a Rogue version one. Nice little departure from that. But then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, here we go, here we go. AI jailbreak, more of the same, more of the same, more of the same. And I'm of two minds on that. One, it's to an extent Callaway not inventing something that doesn't exist right they're like no this is this is our technology right it works really well we're evolving it but we're not gonna we're not gonna come out with something radically different just to say that we have something different sure so there is that piece of it there's almost an integrity to that end of it Mm -hmm. but the other side of it is again this again like I, i feel like you know i've seen this and i've seen it again and oh hey congratulations on your use of different paint because right. I hadn't seen that shade before, I guess. Right. This is a new color for you, but right. ultimately not much radically different in the story or the products themselves. And it's it's one of those things for me, it just got to the point where it just wasn't interesting. So and is so, this an opportunity for Callaway to steal some of that limelight back? Where to me, on one hand, you, you talk about TaylorMade. So, okay, Stealth, Carbon Lake, again, that was a, a, a massive undertaking. You can't really, for a variety of reasons, go backward from that. There's going to be, I would think, some iteration, some something else, you know, from, from TaylorMade. We don't know exactly what that is or what that's going to look like. But is this an opportunity, assuming that TaylorMade kind of continues version 2 or, or whatever the next, you know, 1.1 or whatever it is with that, is this an opportunity for... Callaway to do exactly kind of what you're suggesting, which is, hey, here's our new something special, unique, different. This is what we've been uh, we've been working on. Basically, since the original Epic is sort of kind of that to me feels like the jump that needs to be made because all of these iterative steps have just kind of been like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, TSA. Mm-hmm. So. Going in sight unseen, disregarding the the early peak we got of the TaylorMade, this TaylorMade's new driver about this time last year. Right, not, right, right. Not knowing the stories and and only kind of getting hints of what to come. Mm-hmm. If if you were to ask me, which company do you think has the the market advantage right now or has the greatest market potential? Mm-hmm. It's Callaway because I think. I think with TaylorMade, like it's it's year two of whatever stealth is, whatever it becomes, and year right. two is typically it's not where you see anything significantly different. It tends to be these little things, and you know, I, I think we can safely assume we're going to hear that it's faster because everything is always faster, especially in TaylorMade world. I, yeah, I am hearing that there are there's some talk about, um, you know, hey. I, Forgiveness is is the word that I've heard. Uh, forgiveness. So we'll see what becomes of that. But maybe it sounds to me like TaylorMade talking about forgiveness in a way that it it hasn't previously. 
Uh, but again, nothing, nothing groundbreaking there. Ultimately, I think it's going to be what we kind of predicted from the moment we started talking about stealth is kind of, all right, the, what are we doing to save weight in the structures and ultimately move it around and make it more forgiving? So it's yeah. it's going to be everything you got with stealth and then just, you know, maybe more forgiving. And that's just a little guess on top of faster because it has to be faster, but can't be slower. That's, but it, it still ultimately boils down to stealth 2.0, whatever it's called stealth 2.0 is, yeah. is how I see it's it. Right now. Release. Yeah, it's right. How I see sequel. it right now. Whereas yeah. I think, and again, it's a little box we're dealing with here. Nobody's going to do anything radically different. It's still going to look like a driver. I don't think you're going to see anything square come back. You know, just as I wasn't shocked when Titleist didn't re-release a triangular driver when what? GSR came out, right? Like these, Did they ever admit they actually made no, a triangle driver? We don't talk about that. Um, but Callaway, in so much as any company can, has an opportunity to, to almost reinvent the wheel and yeah, do something... I completely different and if there's there's one advantage to the fact that they've been TSA for for you know really four or five years now is they have an opportunity to do something that is not that yeah. same old stuff and do yeah. something that's like hey this is this is maybe not only different from Callaway but potentially different from anything else whatever bell whistle feature it is yep. just something new and exciting that 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 makes me actually want to take a deeper look at Callaway and go, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I got it, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. The last time you did it, the time before that, and mm -hmm. the year before that too. So, I think the I think Callaway has the potential right now. Yeah, and, and in a sense, I think they have to um, because, I mean, not from a dollars and cents standpoint. I mean, it's going to be a four billion. I mean, it's not like company. Rogue was a was a flop. No, but... Rogue was really really good. It is one of those ones that I think. Grew, it, for me personally, it grew on me over time a little bit. The little bit that I that I dabbled with it, I never actually got fit for it or anything. But you know, seeing other people, listening to other people, um, obviously, it did well. But it ignores the fact that, like, based on what I've heard, Cobra is is going to have. I really like some things that Cobra is working on. It's a new story or a different way of telling a, a new story with a performance attribute to it where you're going to stop and go, okay, I need to listen to this, right? I need to at least stop and take a little bit deeper look at, at, at what's going on here. We typically see from Cobra something like that, right? Where, you know, you had the CNC milled face, right? You had kind of that invisible pool kind of top line component, to it. There, there were performance things, and, and you can agree, disagree with validity or how they went about certain things or the sound of, of certain drivers. <laughs> definitely past. disagreed with the sound. <laughs> you know, certainly but, didn't agree with me. But if we look at our most wanted testing, you know, it's hard to ignore the fact that, that they've consistently performed really, 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 really well in Metalwood category. And, and what they're talking about now for this year is like, huh. That's compelling. I want to see if that, you know, if there's legs to it. So I'm personally pretty excited for, like I said, the Cobra stuff for that reason. Callaway, because I think they do have a tremendous opportunity. Titleist to see, well, can they maintain or sustain uh, some of the early success of TSR? TaylorMade, like I said, how do they 2.0? 
you know, uh, a stealth. What do they do from there? And then, obviously, with Ping, like I said, kind of talking about things in a little bit different way uh, that that we haven't necessarily heard him talk before. I think there's real, you know, real reasons to be excited, um, you know, kind of for for each of those. Well, and it's it is one of those years where everything aligns. Where, where we, you know, TaylorMade is going to put a new driver on the market every year. Callaway is going to do that. Cobra seems to be in that camp. But you also have Ping new stuff. TSR, you know, it's been out a few months, but effectively it's you know coming out roughly the same time as everything else. So we'll test it against everything. Like it'll that's be your big five. I think we can yeah. assume Mizuno will have new Metal Woods. If you want to go kind of into that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of that that next tier of of based on company size, not performance, mind you, but in terms of the scale of the company. Right. You know, Toredge even has had in the exotics line some really good stuff. Um, Srixon. Shrixon has new stuff coming. You're not gonna, you're not going to hear me talk up the the Torridge hot lunch, but um, no, the exotic no stuff. To. You know, there's potential there, especially at a value price and the unknown for me because I at this point, who knows what the hell they're doing? But we we have the new super cheap O211 from PXG, and you know, do we do we see a Gen Six early, or does that ride for another year? Or yeah, and, and I mean, granted, it's only November, so PXG may not even have that answer yet. They may, I they may guess, have decided yeah. and then undecided and redecided, and yep. uh, so who knows? But that's yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a good year for drivers. It is one of those ones where everything just lines it's kind of lining so, up. Yeah, it's kind of lining so up. I would not. I, I don't think I would buy a new driver before March. Yeah, I, I would. Let, I mean, let me see everything. Stuff. Let me see yeah. everything. Let me let me go. Make sure all of these options are available when I go get fitted. If hopefully you are going to go get fitted, because um, boy, that's a lot of money to spend on on something that may not be right for you. But yeah, yeah, it's a good year. I would good I year would. coming. Big year coming. Any big question marks for you in in twenty twenty three? Like, do you have any questions where you're going, huh? I'm kind of, you know, maybe on the fence about something. Or, but the reason I'm asking a question is like, question for me is like. When's the last time we saw some like concept stuff from Titleist? Been a while. Been a while. Man, it's like I'm just supply w- chain COVID, right? Or maybe yeah, they, I'm just they decided if... to run its course. Yeah, I don't like. I, mean, I do. I do know there is some stuff coming from Titleist, but it's it's not concept. Right. The stuff that we know about is isn't that, and that's kind of what got me thinking about that in that space you mentioned pxg it's an existing concept not a new concept (laughs) (laughs) yeah like we you know we think of that uber you know niche kind of space i was looking at some japanese stuff over the weekend a little bit and kind of thinking "Hmm, i haven't really heard the mysteries for me i don't i haven't heard anything um and you know (laughs) we joke they've not been the best about getting back to me about such things of late but Right. I don't know if Callaway is going to replace ChromeSoft again. Okay. The the calendar. I mean, they 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 did releases two years in a row, but I think now they kind of have kind of where they they want to be in terms of what they're putting into the ball, the precision technology, and things like that. So I think mm-hmm. I think that's probably going to be a full two year cycle. Not positive. You know, we, we've talked about left dash, left dot, what, what's Titleist yeah. going to do there. And then the other one we haven't talked about too much in the golf ball space is, is TaylorMade. So we this the calendar says this is going to be a new TP5, TP5X year. It does. Um, we're going out there and you know, it hasn't been talked about yet because 
to my knowledge, they haven't done much with it publicly. Mm-hmm. But as you know, as I don't know how many listeners know this, but the Kingdom, TaylorMade's fitting facility, on-campus fitting facility, was closed down for a bit of time last year. And a lot of that was to do with renovations, upgrades they're making specifically for their golf ball business. So mm-hmm. some enhanced testing capabilities on the range, stuff that I'm told nobody else has. So I think I think not only are we going to see, and not that TaylorMade hasn't kind of emphasized the ball at all, but in year two of the Stealth franchise, and they're not going to put the driver off to the wayside for sure, but I think right. I think you will see a bigger emphasis on the golf ball from TaylorMade than, than probably ever before. So that that to me is is yeah. really intriguing as well. Like, hey, what have we done? And, and again, we've talked about TP5, TP5, TP5X and some of the things that, in our opinion, TaylorMade did wrong from a design perspective there. So I, I assume, right, this would... The current prop that kind of bought, brought the balls like this, I think, you know, we're going to separate them more this time around. So yeah, and there's the manufacturing hope. part to talk about that as well, right? Where uh, TaylorMade has invested capital, right, and and money. Um, in uh, they, they own a factory. They don't know how to properly describe the relationship they have with Foremost, but you know they have a a significant chunk of dedicated production there as well as the the Nassau factory they bought what, a couple of years ago now or at least mm-hmm. a what, year and a half I don't know yeah but point is very serious about the ball business the point is right that when we do our ball testing and we see that and and we're not talking performance we're talking about manufacturing consistency that the companies that tend to do the best have some type of vertical integration, right? Some type of ability to control either every step in the process, most steps in the process, a lot of the steps in the process, and certainly owning or having an equity stake or, you know, again, whatever terminology you're going to put it, that TaylorMade has taken steps to find ways to more consistently manage the steps in that process. So you would think that would be a point of emphasis moving forward. I would hope so. Hope Question so. mark. Maybe, TBD. Maybe not. TBD. Anything else, Tony, you're excited about looking forward to? Question marks? Like, man, I just, I don't know what's going to happen with. Yeah, I mean, we covered it, right? So. I think so. These little things like, is, is Bridgestone going to release new clubs we haven't seen that in a while some stuff pops up on the ua usga list every every now and again yeah stuff like that it won't be huge i mean that's the the beauty of of the golf industry is for better or worse there are very few surprises there's yeah very little that that you didn't see coming or that was kind of out of left field yes so it's just like hey what what have we actually done with the improvements we've made? Is this, is this exciting? Is it better? Or is it just a different story? Mm-hmm. So like I said, I mean, on the club side, the the biggest curiosity is certainly with Callaway. And then on the ball mm-hmm. side, it's, it's tailor-made. Mm-hmm. Yep. Left yeah. dash left out now. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see like the, yeah, I, I guess the other thing I'm excited about is what we don't know. Like I said, there, there's, Generally speaking, there's not a whole lot. We don't get a ton of uh, things. We're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that was coming. But we, on occasion, we do something that's interesting that that pops up. They're like, oh, okay, didn't see that one coming. And it's kind of that you don't know what you don't know. 
sometimes it's a Bruce Sizemore wedge, and you're like, good Lord. Here there's we go. A yeah. <laughs> there's a reason. We didn't want to know what we didn't know. I was like, okay, not all surprises could, are good yeah. surprises. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know? But uh, sometimes there's something else. A limited edition release, something cool, something different. But even like the limited cool. edition stuff has almost become predictable. Like, oh, here's our uh, Stars and Stripes golf ball. And, hey, it's a uh, right. oh, look. It, it's almost time for the Masters. So here's some limited edition Augusta-themed green crap. Like, it's all – I yeah. mean, there's a formula. Everybody's Everybody sure. knows the formula. Everybody knows the formula. Tony, maybe maybe something will happen in 2023 that neither you nor I saw coming. It's possible. It is possible. It's possible. I'm holding out hope. Uh, what did we ask people to do today? Make sure you like, subscribe. Tell us your nastiest story, what you found in that golf bag. Give us your you ham sandwich story. Uh, give us a ham sandwich story and if you have any requests for topics ideas things you want us to uh, cover look at let us know post your ideas below in the comments we're always happy to hear from you most of you and until next week we're out